and everybody gets it back again. Don't take no mess off the rose garden. Jesus, they're on fire. They're what we desire. The men in black can handle it. Other teams can scrabble it. How they win that game today? There's just one thing you can say. How does Scotty shoot that three? Believe it, it ain't easy. How did Brian jump so sweet? Believe it, it ain't easy. It's the flying dot that's in your lap. As Damon takes it to the wreck. How the world did they do that? Believe it, it ain't easy. Drive your hooty to the game. Welcome back to the Rose Garden Report podcast. I'm Sean Hyken, the author of the Rose Garden Report newsletter, which you could subscribe to at rosegardenreport.com. For free and paid subscriptions, the podcast, as always, you can get on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, you can get us on the Odyssey app, anywhere you usually get podcasts, make sure you subscribe, rate, review, all of that. I think this is the first emergency podcast that we've ever done. Haven't really done a lot of emergency podcasts. I think you might might be checking this one off the list of, you know, the podcaster starter kit doing an emergency podcast. Nothing that's really happened since I've been covering the team has really you know, warranted an emergency podcast. To me, I have a pretty high bar for what is an emergency podcast-worthy event. I would say that Damian Lillard requesting a trade qualifies as an emergency podcast-worthy event. So the news came down this morning at roughly around 9 a.m. from Chris Haynes, which is kind of where you would have expected it to come from. And then Shams and Woj kind of followed it up on the other, you know, a, a few minutes later with the, you know, different versions of the same thing. But from my understanding, and this is just kind of walking through some timelines, you know, we've we've kind of been talking on here over the last few weeks about how draft night was going to be kind of the indicator in one direction or the other in terms of which way that the franchise was going to go. And that if they traded the third pick plus Anthony Simons for something that's kind of more on Dame's timeline, whatever that something might have been, then that would be a signal that, oh, you know, they're all in. They're pushing all their chips in, as Joe Cronin has said, pretty much consistently since the trade deadline. And then also at his exit interview, that that's what they were going to do. If they had done that, then okay, they're just, they're building around Dame, they're going all in, they're pushing for the playoffs, that's what it's going to be. If they used the third pick and took somebody, especially if it was Brandon Miller that went to Charlotte and Scoot Henderson fell to them, and you're drafting another point guard and you don't trade the pick, then I think based on just the signaling of that and then also what Dame himself has said in interviews, both at exit interviews and then on that... uh, you know, the Stephen A. show that he did and the Showtime interview that he did a couple weeks ago, that that might be something he wouldn't be down with. So once that happened, then I think there was always a chance it was going to go this way. And I uh, honestly, you know, he they, he and Dame and Joe and Aaron Goodwin, Dame's agent, met on Monday. And when the trade request didn't happen that day, I started to think it might not happen. I started to think, you know, if he really wanted to ask out, he would have asked out then. But, you know, because, you know, he, I think he wanted to give them free agency, give them, you know, the first day of free agency. They re-signed Jeremy Grant to a five-year, $160 million deal, which we all kind of expected the numbers a little bit higher than we thought it was going to be. We'll talk about that later, maybe. But uh, 
once they did that, that seemed like a sign of, okay, they're clearly still, you know, pursuing this offseason, you know, with the idea that Dame is going to be a part of it, because otherwise, why are you giving Jeremy Grant that much money? It makes no sense to give him that much money on a rebuilding team. And then you're kind of waiting for the other shoe to drop as far as what are they going to do move-wise? Are they going to, you know, trade Anthony Simons or Yusuf Nurkic? Are they going to do something with Chicago to free up those picks? Are they going to make a bigger move? Are they going to try to bring in, like, an OG Ananobi, try to revisit that, something like that, that really shows you, you know, the direction of, okay, maybe they use the third pick, but they still, you know, were aggressive making other moves to build around Dame. That didn't happen, and then the news came down this morning and here's a statement that joe cronin gave to me and other reporters uh this afternoon recording this on saturday afternoon quote we have been clear that we want dame here but he notified us today that he wants out and he'd prefer to play somewhere else what has not changed for us is that we're committed to winning and we are going to do what's best for the team in pursuit of that goal end quote so that's what the team is saying publicly. That's the statement that uh, Joe Cronin gave. And now, I guess we see where it goes as far as the trade negotiations, You know how long it takes, where they send him, what they end up getting back. It's been pretty clear, you know, you look at the different reporting from the different outlets and you, you know, it's pretty easy to put together, you know, who's getting what from who and who you know, what narrative each side wants to put out there. And you're hearing from, let's just say, uh, reporters who are very connected with Dame that Miami is where he wants to go. He's not interested in Philadelphia. He's not interested in the Clippers. He'd maybe be okay with Brooklyn, but his sole focus right now is Miami. That's what the Dame side is putting out. They want Miami. That is where he wants to be. You kind of telegraph that in the Showtime interview, and then if you want to believe that the Instagram video the other day where he was playing Miami, uh, the Will Smith song, list, you know, listening to that at a, at a club that he was at in Paris or whatever, if you want to believe that was a coincidence, you know, maybe it was or maybe it wasn't. But there's been a lot of smoke for a while that Miami is where he wants to be, and that's what like Chris Haynes and some of the other reporters that are very connected with Dame have been putting out there is that that's where he wants to go. What you're hearing other places is that Joe Cronin is not just going to send him to Miami just to send him where he wants to go, even if it means getting a terrible return back. Which, honestly, the deal that Miami would be making, which has been reported and you know, we've kind of talked about it on here in the past as some variation of Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson and a couple of far-out first-round picks— that is not good. Like that, there's no way you can really talk if you're Portland. There's no way you can really talk yourself into that deal under any, you know, criteria other than just we're giving Dame what he wants and we don't care what we get back. That's the only way that that is a good deal. You know, they, there's you know a possibility that you know they fold in a third team and you know send Tyler Hero somewhere else, get you know more picks or you know something else that's a little bit more attractive. I'm a little bit skeptical that that's. A possibility just because if it was that easy for a team to trade Tyler Hero for actually attractive stuff on the contract that he just signed, Miami probably would have already done that by now. So I don't know how that's going to work. I mean, it's very possible that he ends up in Miami because, you know, you 
guys all kind of know the reality of the NBA is that stars usually get what they want. And if he wants to be in Miami, then, you know, the chances are more likely than not that one way or another, whether it's a three-team deal or whether it's just that deal straight across, that that may be where he's en- he ends up. But I also think that the Blazers will and should field other offers and, you know, if there's another team that wants to come in and say, hey, uh, you know, we have actual picks and young players and stuff that Portland might actually want, Dame does not have a no-trade clause. He does not have Bradley Beal's ability to get himself to, you know, pick you know, pick his team and get himself to a situation that he wants to be in no matter what. So they don't have to trade him to Miami. I mean, you, you, you think, you know, because you know, of everything he's given to the franchise and, you know, what, you know, what he's done for them and they want to do right by him, all that stuff. I think that does play into it. But I think the Blazers should and will do their due diligence and actually, you know, surveying the market and seeing if there's an offer that they like better. And, you know, if Dame doesn't like it, he's got four years left on his contract. And if he wants to play it like Ben Simmons or James Harden and not show up, you know, if he doesn't like where he's getting traded, you know, see how that works out for him. But uh, I, I, I don't see him doing that. I don't know. I mean, we're gonna find out a lot about Joe Cronin in the next two weeks or the next month because everything that he's done. But, you know, first of all, everything he's done, I, I, I fully understand the criticisms that I've you know been seeing of him online uh, in the last five or six hours since this news came down but uh i uh, like he has said one thing and done another basically for the last six months he said at the trade deadline that we're gonna push all our chips in we're gonna be super aggressive and overpay to get somebody in on dame's timeline that's gonna you know make us a contender and he said basically a version of the same thing at his exit interview and then he said basically on draft night that even though they used the third pick and took Scoot Henderson, that their goal was still to build around Dame. That's been what he's said consistently. What he's done doesn't really line up with that. He, at, you know, at the trade deadline, they went after a few bigger names, didn't get them. And so they traded away Josh Hart and Gary Payton the second and basically got back picks and, you know, a couple of young guys that they took some flyers on, you know, Cam Reddish, didn't work out that you know he already went back to the Lakers Matisse Thibel I still expect to be back they got a first round pick that they ended up using on Chris Murray at number 23 but you know that was kind of the direction they went there and then on draft night again the words said we're building around Dame we want to contend we want to get more veterans the actions said we're going to use all three of our picks including the number three pick to draft a guy that uh is the same plays the same position as Dame so the way I look at it, if that is where they're going, if they're, you know, the, and the way they've been operating is we're going to do what's in the best interest of the franchise and not what's in the best interest of Damian Lillard, which clearly is how they've been operating. You can land wherever you want to land on it, and, but, and, or, you know, about how the, about the messaging and whether, you know, they should have maybe been more transparent with that, which I, you know, I think there's something to that argument, certainly. But based on the actions, that is what they've been doing. For them to then turn around and say, Actually, on this one, we're just going to trade Dame where he wants to go and not worry about what we get back. That would be a pretty big departure. I don't know if that is, you know, 
it would be it would be a pretty big. I mean, the, Joe is going to take a PR hit no matter what for when he when he trades Dame because when you're the GM that trades Damian Lillard, that is not a a battle, a, you know, a PR battle or a battle for like public opinion that you're going to win. That's just you're you're fighting a losing battle no matter what. But trading Dame and getting nothing back, that's going to be pretty tough for him to recover from. So if he were to do that, then you know, I it would it would be it would be tough it would be tough for him. Uh, I but I, so I, I would expect that in the next couple weeks, my I mean my personal as, as someone who covers the team, my preference would be for this to all be resolved this week, just so I don't have it lingering over me at summer league, and you know we can just kind of all move on and you know start focusing on the rebuild and focus on Scoot Henderson and Shade and Sharp and you know all all this stuff. I don't think it's going to be a clean resolution. I don't think it's going to get over quickly. I don't think because I mean the way that these these trades usually work, like it either will happen like overnight with no notice, like when Paul George got traded from uh, Oklahoma City to the Clippers, or it'll drag out months and months and months, like what happened with Kawhi Leonard with when he was getting traded from the Spurs to the Raptors. Which, by the way, that was he had a one clear destination that he wanted to go to, which was the Lakers. And the Spurs basically said, no, we don't like the Lakers offer. We're going to trade you somewhere else. And they traded him to Toronto, which was not on his list. So it's either that or Kyrie Irving, which dragged out a while in the summer of uh, 2017 when it was uh, going from Cleveland to Boston. I don't think Boston was one of the teams on his list or, uh, you know, the James Harden, like the various ones, those were kind of out there for a while. The Ben Simmons one took a while. Donovan Mitchell last summer. Like, all of these, like, star trade requests, they get done eventually. Kevin Durant. Like, Kevin Durant, you know, requested the trade basically a year ago right now. Didn't happen until the deadline. I think, if I had to guess, I think that Damian Lillard will not be a member of the Portland Trailblazers when training camp opens. But I don't think the deal is going to happen like today or tomorrow or this week or maybe even next week. You saw in the statement that Joe Cronin put out, and then you've seen reporting from uh, like Woj had a tweet like a couple hours ago that basically that front offices who have been talking to the Blazers have gotten the impression that they're looking for a star level package which is you know what what the nets got back for kevin durant or like what the jazz got back for rudy gobert or for donovan mitchell like they want multiple picks multiple actually promising young players that you can actually sell as the future of a rebuild which is something that dame's preferred destination of miami just does not have to offer so i think that messaging was basically either miami make some other moves to get some stuff that we actually want, or we're not going to take your offer. That's kind of what they're putting out there right now. And so a lot of those moves, you know, even if it's like they have to make a different move to lead into this move, that stuff does not happen overnight. I would not be surprised if this situation drags out, whether he, whether he ends up in Miami or somewhere else, I would not be surprised if it ends up, you know, getting resolved in like late July or early August, rather than, just, you know, he asked for a trade today, Saturday. They're going to have it done on Wednesday. I don't, at this point, I don't really see that happening. So that's just kind of where I'm at with it right now and where I think the situation is at right now. 
obviously we're going to cover this situation, you know, pretty extensively, both on the podcast and on the site and, you know, monitor the story as it develops. I've obviously got more calls to make, got you know, more stuff to kind of try to find out, but that's just kind of my snapshot of, you know, this happened today. This is kind of where, you know, the, the, the feel around it is right now from both sides. Dame's people really want him in Miami. That's very much out there. The Blazers are signaling that, they're going to try to make the best deal for themselves and not just send him where he wants to go and get nothing back. I mean, that that's just kind of what both sides are saying right now. We'll see which side ends up getting more of what they want. Maybe it'll be some sort of compromise where, you know, you loop in a third team and, you know, they get have more stuff that Portland wants and then he ends up in Miami. I don't know. I don't know how it's going to play out, but that's kind of where everything is right now. We, you know, again, I don't usually do emergency podcasts, but I felt like I kind of needed to get on here and just kind of talk through it in the infancy of, you know, this situation developing right now and just kind of some thoughts on, you know, where everything is at. So, you know, keep it locked here. We will have this covered more in depth in the coming weeks. Rose Garden Report podcast, uh, Apple, Spotify, YouTube, Odyssey, all the usual platforms, and then uh, the newsletter, rosegardenreport.com, free and paid subscriptions are available. I'll tell you one thing, the rebuild is not changing the job. I am going to cover the team as comprehensively and extensively as I did last year, regardless of whether Damian Lillard is here or not. That's 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 the job. I'm going to keep covering the team the same way, you know, Scoot Henderson, Shaden Sharp, whatever they get back in the Dame trade, whoever else is still here, Jeremy Grant, we're, we're going to cover them the same way. So, you know, go subscribe, sign up, and just keep it here for, you know, updates and continued coverage of the situation.